I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. (laughs) Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Well, good morning, Wisconsin. How we looking? That's a little Bill Michaels for you. How we looking? Well, you can't see us, but we're looking just fine. Hey, welcome everybody to the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors with your hosts, Danny Bush and me, Tommy the True Newbauer. Greg Janik on the boards. You can get in touch with us this morning. We are here. We are live from 6 to 8 a.m. every Saturday morning. And you can call us at 414-799-1250. Or you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. Well, Danny, you brought in props today. Tackle boxes with some old lures in them. Yes. You know, yes, that, I got a bunch of old J-plugs there. You know, some I, killer flatfish. Yeah. Well, and we don't. We're not. What's what? What are the spinners called? Where you just hook something on the back? Dad, of the you, Dad used to call those the strip-on spinner. Yeah, strip-on spinner. And spinners. he'd take and thread like yeah. a smelt onto there mm. or a minnow, and it had kind of a spinner in front, and he'd chuck those out, and he'd catch you know, pike on those back yeah. in the day. You know, it, it's funny how years ago they just took a piece of wire, put a spinner on the front, and a hook on the back, and then put live bait on it because. Live bait was big many, many years ago. That's what basically everybody used. There weren't a lot of lures out there. It wasn't a big industry like it is now. And there was one I was telling you about how the the double hook could be taken off, okay? And then you would slide the, the wire through the minnow's mouth and out its butt and then attach the hook back on it, and then the two hooks would, like, lay up along each side of the minnow's body. And, you know, and I think all of those type of baits evolved into the the dressed bucktails, like the MEPs and whatever. Right, right. You know, people started putting stuff on the back. As a matter of fact, MEPs even makes one with the... With yeah, the, the MEPs me- minnow. Yeah, with the minnow on the back, the and plastic those, minnow. You know, the MEPs minnow is, isn't is a bad bait. No, it's not. It works. It works, and but, I haven't thrown one for... Me for years. For years. But the thing is, is that it doesn't get the hype like the other stuff does. You know what I mean? The, it, I don't really ever see those advertised, and it just doesn't get the hype. It doesn't get the the talk with the anglers, you know, talking about it. Oh, this is hot. We should, everybody should use this. I don't know. It's just one. But you know what, though? You see them at a lot of stores. Meps Minnow. Yeah, we got them at Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop. We Do got you? them hanging there. Yeah. 
Meps minnows. I'll bet they would work yet for sure, uh, pike, why not? musky, small musky. Put anyway, some bait made that. on there, you know, you know give well, it a nice a one, smell. Well, that's the one thing you would think with like a plastic, it would be a little bit more, hold the scent a little bit yeah, better. Yeah. So that and and uh, bass, I would think a bass sure. would grab something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Why not? Why not? You know, I've, I, I used to say that every lure that you'd see in Biggest tackle store in the world or any catalog or whatever, any one of those lures that's out there, no matter how stupid they look, will catch a fish at one time or another. You know what I mean? There's, I mean, fish are biting weird stuff all the time, you know, so anything could catch a fish at one time or another. So that's about it. And if, uh, and if a guy wanted to uh, but try some, some of those old baits, what, yeah. if you, what if you took everything that's in your tackle box now set it in the garage and just took a whole box of old school stuff that they used in the old days, mm-hmm. took that out to a pressured lake where the fish get pounded with every new innovation there is, maybe you'd catch more fish because they haven't seen that haven't stuff seen in that about, in a while. oh, I don't know, 40 <laughs> years. Of course, they weren't even alive then, but, yeah, you but never, fish do you get never conditioned. Know. Sure. Yeah, you never know. You never know what might work, you know, on a given day. And sometimes, let's face it, Danny, sometimes the fish, when they turn on, they're going to bite anything. You know what I mean? When they're in that positive feeding mood, anything that comes swimming by, they're, they're going to go after. So you could use just about anything. But it's those they're not always in that mood. So it's those days where they could take it or leave it, and you got to give them something that they want to take or entice them to take. Yeah, I guess, you know, sometimes you catch a fish and you're like, oh, wow, this was the killer bait. But then you think, you know, did I just happen to put one right in the strike zone, mm-hmm. right fish, right time? Would it have gra- if it grabbed uh, if it grabbed a maps, it would have grabbed a rapala. I mean, y- you kind of wonder. But then there are times where you, I've seen this musky fishing where you cast right to a certain spot, and one guy hits it over and over, the guy in the front of the boat with one bait, and then you come behind and you launch your bait, different bait in the exact same spot. And bang, the thing just mm-hmm. nails it, you know, yeah. within a foot, you know, of, you know, it hitting the water. Yeah. So that, that, there are times that a certain bait does definitely trigger them. So. That's true. Uh, well, years ago, um, and, and, and I'll still do this now, actually. I, I call it the follow-up method. A lot of times, you know, you're going along casting, and the fish follows up. The muskie follows up. You do your figure eight, and it just swims away. Well, you know that fish is in that area, right? So what I do is I just keep going, and then about 15 minutes later, I'll come back to that same spot, but I'll throw something else. I figured, well, that fish was interested, but not interested enough to grab that particular bait. So I might come back with maybe a different color or just a. usually it's just a different bait I'll come back with and cast in that same area. And it doesn't always happen, but sometimes they'll grab that different bait. You know. Well, I used to have that same theory when yeah. I, you know, be out in the, the clubs years ago where like if a buddy of mine Uh-oh. had a good looking girl had a good looking girl talking to him, I figured, well, if I go back through she'll really like me. Good strategy. Because if he good can strategy. talk to her, she, this she, should be yeah. a piece of cake. She didn't go home with him, but man, she might go listen, home with me. Listen, if she's even talking to John over there, this will be a piece of cake. Good strategy. Oh. God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
You know, there was something I wanted to talk about this morning as I was driving in and I was thinking about it. And, and you know, you know how things you, you're thinking about stuff ahead of time. And then when the time comes, it's just completely gone. <laughs> you know, just completely gone. And I can't remember it. Oh, now I remember. Okay, good. Yeah, here, I got it. I should probably mention this later, but I'll mention it Well, how about sooner rather than later and later? Okay. Uh, There's this guy uh, named Ken. He's a member of the Okachi Fishing Club, and he ties jigs of various hares, marabou, whatever. You know, he makes jigs, okay, and he ties them up. And uh, he was in the store the other uh, uh, last week, and I told him, I said, what I really need, I said, are 16-ounce and eighth ounce uh, pink on pink marabou jigs and black on black marabou jigs. I see. I said I need about eight of them. Well, the following week, here they were. They came in, and here they were. He got right. them. You know, and it was, they were a buck a piece. Big deal. I mean, that was, you know, okay, buck a piece, that's fine. And because, did I tell you this last week, how Al Linder wouldn't go fishing without pink lures in his boat? He's got to have pink jigs. He's got to have pink marabou. He's got to have, like, pink rapalas or whatever. Yeah, uh, he yeah, is a big he, fan of pink. He, he thinks that smallies. Smallies especially, but also walleyes. He says that, that is a, that's a hot color, you know, that, that he, he really likes it. And I like I said last week, I, I've been seeing that more and more on uh, on this bass sites, you know, where when the, when the elites and the BAS pros and all that, when they're fishing in these northern waters for the smallies, a lot of guys are using pink. It's really hot, you know, and, 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 you know, it really wasn't getting out until this year. So that's why I figured I'll have this Ken guy make me up a bunch of these jigs, and I'll try some. I'm gonna, I gave some to my son when he goes up to Manaqua. And, but anyway, I, I'm going to give out Ken's phone number because a lot of times people would like some marabou jigs or, so these, or different. These are the hair jigs that yeah. you would want to use for smallmouth, yeah. like up in Green Bay and yeah. stuff. Yeah, put a you put a minnow on the back. Put a well, actually, let's say if you don't want to put like a half a crawler for walleyes or something, or a minnow on the back, you could put a piece of like a twister type tail or something on the back that has some movement, some plastic, you know. But his phone number is four one four. Let me put on my glasses. I, I didn't write it big enough. Four one four nine one five. Seven seven fourteen. That's nine one five seventy seven fourteen. His name is Ken, and and he makes them up, you know, and and they're cheap and delivers them quick, you know. So, yeah, I can't I can't wait to try them. How how do you fish a hair jig for smallmouth, Tom? They're so light and stuff. Well, how do you throw something? I've always said like, well, for walleyes, let's start with walleyes first. That when I'm fishing walleyes, I always go try to go with the lightest jig possible. Okay. And now sometimes if it's windy and your line is getting bowed, right. then you got to go to a, a, a heavier jig. It's not so much for the depth of the water. It's You don't want your line bowed. You want to be in straight, direct contact gotcha. with that jig. So uh, then you might have to go a little bit heavier. But if it's calmer out and it's, you know, you're looking at 10, 12, 14 feet of water, you can get away with a 16-pound jig, no problem. But like I was telling my son, but I said, just remember, though, that that marabou on the jig is going to, make it fall a little bit slower than if you just had a lead jig on it, you know? Right. So it's going to be a little bit slower, so you got to work it a little bit slower. Uh, that's why I got some eighth-ouncers, too, because I already got the quarter-ouncers. Now, when it comes for the smallies, you know, that's something that you got to – it's one of those uh, uh, trial-and-error things, you know? 
you know, you, you you can hop it off the bottom. You can just swim it directly, you know, just swim it along like a swim jig, you know. Let it hit the bottom and just start reeling in so it's like off of the bottom just coming up to real you. real yeah. slow. Yeah, another time you might want to, if you have a little bit heavier jig, you let it hit the bottom and you wind it slow so that it's actually going along the bottom. Now, this is when you have a sandy bottom or a yeah. gravelly bottom that it's just actually just going along the bottom. It's staying on the bottom, and it's actually kicking up a little sediment and whatever. You know, you're just winding it slow. You're not hopping it or anything, just dragging it along the bottom because there's a lot of stuff on in these lakes that these fish eat that do that, you know. So you can swim it. You can hop it. You can drag it, you know. Fish got to tell you what they're like. So when they suck it off the bottom, you probably don't really feel a solid No, you do. Do you? You Yeah. With bass, you're going to feel that one thump. Just, okay. just one. You're gonna feel one. Same thing when you're fishing the plastics and all that. You feel that boom. One. If you feel tap 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 like a machine gun wrapping. Yep. Those are the bluegills. Okay. <laughs> those are the bluegills. Just one thump and yeah. No, you feel them because they suck it right up and you your line will either jump or you'll feel that little tap. I mean, there are times you might not. Sure. So but then most set, of the time you will set right away. Then. Oh yeah, definitely because they got it in. You know, it's it's amazing, Danny, how fast that bait. Or that whatever you're using, it's amazing how fast it goes in their mouth and how fast they can spit it out. You know, if you don't if you don't set it quick enough, they just might spit it out just as you're going to set the hook. You know, I mean, even though you're set, you think you're setting it fast and right away, they can spit it out so fast. You ever see them at the zoo? You ever go out to the zoo in the aquarium? I haven't been to the no? zoo. No, they got the big aquarium and they got bass and bluegills and all that stuff and there all kinds of fish in there, muskies, northerns. Well, anyway, we were out there one time watching them. And uh, they, they were throwing in uh, pieces of crawlers for the bluegills. And same thing with the bass. And, or well, the bass would eat minnows and that. But it's so funny that they would suck it in, and in a blink of an eye, it was back out of their mouth again. I mean, boom, boom, just that fast. Before the, you even would have a chance to set the hook. For the bluegills, you mean? Bluegills and the bass sometimes. Why, why were they spitting it back out? I don't know. They were really weird. They'd suck it in, they'd spit it out. They'd suck it in, they'd spit it out. They'd suck it in, and then they'd swallow it. It was really weird. They what? were. Uh, yeah, they were weird. I don't know why they did it. Who knows? Like a kid sucking on the lollipop. <laughs> I guess. You know, they're just kind of slowly savoring. savoring uh, I have no before idea. Before they swallow it yeah. down. But, I, but I've also seen it in real life where, you know, uh, when I was younger, uh, there was this one area out at Nagawicker where you could see, you know, see into the water. You're up on like a little bridge and, and you know, bringing a nightcrawler along, you'd see those the bass, you know, smaller bass, you know. They suck it in and spit it out just in a blink of an eye. And it's like, what the hell? You know, <laughs> swallow that darn thing. Hey, we got to go to a break. Folks, if you want to get in touch with us, give us a buzz at 799-1250 with your questions and or comments. We're here for you, Danny Bush, Tommy the True Neubauer. All right. We'll be right back with more on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Pink, it's my new obsession. Yeah. It's not even a question. Pink on the lips of your lover. Cause pink is the love you discover. Pink as the bing on your cherry. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors coming to you live from the Bait Mate Fish Attracting Studios. Greg was being funny by playing this song. Pink, a little Aerosmith in the morning. Pink, pink being the color. Pink. You know, I, it's making a comeback. Yeah. Well, I, I think pink 
you know, it's it's highly underrated. Um, got a big muskie on pink this year, by the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. You told me about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, this song is uh, it has subliminal messages. Yeah. Oh, oh does it? Yeah, that's, I yeah, yeah it's subliminal. Um, I wasn't li- really listening. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. got some. Uh, yeah, we got some. In- inappropriate. There's some, there's, some in- there's some inappropriate stuff going oh, on, Tom. Those son of a guns. Yeah. So it's you, like when uh, you might not want to let your kids listen to this song, Tom, even though they're. It's 40, like when Beatles did old. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Yeah. That was about uh, uh, heroin, wasn't it? LSD. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Lucy in the yeah. Sky Lucy with Diamonds. In the Sky with Diamonds. There's another one, but I'll tell you guys off the air another song. Is there another inappropriate song, yeah, Tom? That, yeah, I'll tell you about it later. I'm not going to talk about it on the air. Well, we're a family oh, show. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. There's a, there's a bunch of six-year-olds listening to this right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's lots of six-year-olds that get up at <laughs> six in the morning. You know, right now, they're just sitting about 12 inches in front of the TV watching cartoons. That's what I did when I was six years old. Did you ever notice when you were a little kid? Little kids would get up in the morning, and they'd go racing on in to watch cartoons in the morning. And I remember as a kid sitting on the living room floor, you would park yourself sitting cross-legged directly in front of the boob tube. Indian yeah. style. Sure. Indian style. Yep, yep, yep. Little kid, Indian style. Now, did all little kids do that? I know in our family, we were Indian style watching. Probably. Little kids still do that? Probably. No, they don't. They you lay know, on their back know. in you bed, know. and they lift up their little iPhone and watch it yeah. right there. Or or they, or the parents buy them these little, they're like mini chairs. Oh. They're like little soft little chairs. They they look like a, not a recliner but like a nice soft chair but they're little little you know yeah. tiny for kids you know yeah. to sit in you know they and, just shove the kid in the chair shove him yeah. off in the corner and he can stay entertained <laughs> all day long yeah and that, bowl that, of cereal and they're ready to go yeah that back in the day they just open the door go outside that's right get so out they, of here but they didn't that's what more parents are doing nowadays but they normally didn't have to tell us because we were outside yep. in a heartbeat yeah. And just be back for dinner. Be back before dark or one something of the, like that. One of the know. worst failed projects my mother ever tried to do was when I was like uh, first grade or second grade. She had a, she was going to teach me how to play piano because she's a piano player. Mm-hmm. In fact, she never she never even asked me if I wanted to play piano. <laughs> she was going to. So then I had to come home from, from Eisenhower Elementary in Green Bay. I'd walk home and I'd have to go sit down at the piano and her rule was to play an hour on the piano before I could go play. Well, then she backed it off to half an hour. Did you ever learn anything? Nope. I, no. <laughs> um, I, I kind of boycott. You know what? She gave up. She realized that I hated it. I hated it. Now, I'm thinking, looking back on it, I think my dad probably intervened. Wouldn't a good father intervene and say, listen, honey, the lad really doesn't want to play the piano. Why force him to play the piano? So I really wish I knew how to play the piano now, looking back on it, because mm-hmm. I think that would be impressive to be able to play the piano. Yeah, but what, you, women, but she, you, you would impress the forced, women with that. Yeah, chicks yeah. would dig that, man. Oh, no, yeah. they, you, know, you bring them to your place and you sit no, down. and you, It's no, got to yeah. be the guitar. Well, no, it's got to be the guitar. Oh, look, how about both? Then look, you're showing that look, you, I mean, you are a well, uh, piano takes up man. A, piano takes up a lot more room than a guitar does. Well, yeah, well, you can take can, your can guitar you sing? Let's ask right here. Can you Tom, sing? <clears throat> Renaissance man Neubauer plays the guitar. Yeah, I, did you meet a lot of chicks doing that, Tom? Were you it's like the a, only reason we you? started a band? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the truth. The I mean, you look at you look at some of these guys like. 
that that are out there right now, like John Mayer. Yeah. This guy's getting more women than you could even imagine just playing love ballads on his guitar. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And women just swoon. I, it, it's ridiculous. There's, there's, a, to, there's well. a guy out right, name, right now, his name's Ed Sheeran. He's a real talented guy. Not attractive at all, but I'm sure he could. Oh, who was that one guy who married Julia Roberts? Oh, that was that. What one was that guy. tall, lanky guy? Not uh, good looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was his I can't name? Remember that guy? Oh. Lyle Lovett. Yeah, Lyle, Lyle, Lyle Lovett. Lovett. Now he played a guitar. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, well, I look at Mick Jagger. Women, Mick, anyway. Mick Jagger. Yeah, women yeah. Are. Mick Jagger's not a good looking no, dude. No, but he's a rock star. Yeah. He, women are messed up. I think he just had a kid. <laughs> what they yeah. go for, you know. I mean, I can understand money. Well, I guess they do have money too. Okay, maybe that's yeah. it. It's not that they play the guitar; it's because they got a lot of money. No, because well, you could be playing a guitar at the uh, John's Coffee Shop down here. Oh. That guy has no chick. These guys got cash. It's buddy, all about the money. Yeah. There's a buddy of mine in college who was not an attractive guy, but had a decent singing voice and could play the guitar. Really? Take yeah. a you get yeah. Go for an after bar or a house party, get a girl in the room, start playing the guitar, and she's Singing. willing to do whatever you want. Well, you know, when... Uh, they are messed up then. Not wanting to let cats out of the bags. What? But when I was younger, when we started the band, you know, when we were in the now band... we got them going. We, we, we never left without some gals. Really? We always had gals Whoa. with us when we left. What time did you start your... What? How old were you when you started this band, Tom? Uh, how old were we? I think we started. Did you meet your we, wife in high school? Yes, I did. That's oh. what I was getting to, Greg. That's but, what I was getting but you to. You know Greg. what? You were dating your wife in high school, yet you were in the band. Well, actually, that was not my even without a chick. That was my for years senior, after. Wait a minute, that was my senior year. So, but we started when we were like sixteen, you know, and you know when and we played. Yeah, I don't know for a while, but when my wife and I got married. She said, uh, "No more band." Oh no, no, no more band. You ain't doing that anymore. You know, but you know, I started when I was like nine years old. Started taking guitar lessons. You know, uh-huh. and uh, it was a real fancy place. It was called the Metropolitan School of Music. It was, it was n- not what you're thinking. <laughs> it was not that. It was just some place on North Avenue that you know it was a regular music store that had people who taught okay. different things. You know. And uh, as a matter of fact, I then worked at Laduca's studio. I was only 16 years old, and I was teaching these little rugrats. Yep. Trying to teach them stuff. I was there about a month, and I said, I, I can't do this. You must have been a lot more patient back then. Well, no, Tommy. I couldn't do it. It was only about a month. I, I said, I couldn't do it because those their their little fingers just wouldn't do this stuff, you know? And uh, so I said, Well, no, after no, you smacked this. them in the head a few yeah. times, Tom, after... <laughs> Get that, the ruler that, out, smack that, that you really help them. Uh, that's, the, that's the reason kids nowadays are so uh, disrespectful to elders and authority because they don't get smacked upside yeah, the head. So, but anyway, but no, it, it was fun. We, you know, you Greg, know, there's a lot of people out there, the silent majority out there, probably believe exactly what you just said right yeah. there. But it's not politically yeah, correct no, no, no. to that's say right. that. That's right. If if but I now, discipline my kid in public and you don't like it, you can go screw yourself. It's my kid. You're not raising it. You can go somewhere. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah, and they so, call social services on call you. Call them, Greg. Yeah, call, call them. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. While you're at it, <laughs> now you're firing you up Greg. Press charges against me. <laughs> Boom! Smack them in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> you want to call? I'll give you something to call them on. Exactly. Here we go. But did you know, Danny? Then go ram their car with your parking <laughs> with your shopping cart. Did you yeah, know with the shopping though? cart that you have your uh, <laughs> sanitary wipes that you have to wipe everything off because everything's 
unsanitary and now. And your kid's and... sitting in there, so he flies over the hood when you <sighs> hit it. <laughs> Did you know it's actually harder to learn here. how to play the guitar than the piano? Did you know that? I, well, well, I see, don't know. Well, this it depends is, on the person and what, it, it their, what their, their aptitude person. for learning but, is. But no, Some the, people this, might be have more of an aptitude right. for. But this is the reason What's why. The reason Tom? that finger dexterity. Well, you got big fat no, fingers. It's not that. It's because, like, if you want to change on on a piano, you got eight keys for the eight notes, right? And if you want to change the key, you just move up eight. All right. You want to change the key on the guitar. Let's say you're playing three chords. Mm. You want to change the key on the guitar. You got to play. You got to know what three different chords to play for the different key that you want to go in. And I'm not that smart. I got a little cheat sheet that tells me if I want to change key, what chords to go to. And uh, but piano, you just move over eight. And you want it a little bit higher, you move over eight. You know, that, okay. that's all you got to do. I followed the piano. Yeah. You lost me on the guitar chord. Yeah, thing, that's so. what I mean. On, and guitar, it's a little, it's it's different. It's a little bit different. And um, so, but like you're right, though, some people have it, their minds work. And on what makes piano hard, I mean, yes, you're using two hands on the guitar. But what makes piano hard is that you got one hand playing chords and the other hand playing notes. How these guys remember that, men and women, whatever, how these people remember which hands are doing what, I don't know. What do the foot pedals do? That's, oh, that's for... Uh, that uh, prolongs, doesn't that prolong the, 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 sound. The, the sound? Like if you hit... Well, why is there three of them then? They, they, they're for different... Met, I, maybe a piano person will call us and tell us. A piano expert. Nobody but, cares. Nobody, yeah, our listeners right. care about you know, piano. You know Let's what's go funny? break and <coughs> yeah, you know funny? music stuff. You know what's funny? We started talking in the first segment all about fishing. Then we got carried away you in guys, the second segment. Hey, hey, don't blame me oh, for this one. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mr. listen. Chord 8 piano. <coughs> we're going to, uh, oh, excuse me. We're going to go to a break. When we come back, we have the gut report. And then right after the 645 break, we will be playing Hornschwaggle. Can win some great prizes. So stay tuned for more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Uh, we are presented by Coleman Insect Repellents here on 1057 FM, The Fan. Come here, I'm gonna eat you. I'm bigger than you, I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The gut report is brought to you by V Marchese Produce and Discount Liquor. Well, guys. I had it all written down here, what I was going to do, but then I just thought of something. This is going to be a quick, real quick and easy gut report. You've heard, you everybody's had lasagna, right, with the noodles. And you've heard of eggplant lasagna where they, where they substitute uh, eggplant instead of the noodles. Well, you know what else is really good? If you take zucchini, cut it in rounds, cut it in strips, whatever way you want, and fry it with either flour, cracker meal, cornmeal, whatever, and make it nice and crisp, nice and brown and crisp. Use the zucchini in place of the noodles. It's called zucchini lasagna. And you know what? It's not too bad. You might want to try it. The Gut Report was brought to you by V Marchese Produce. When quality counts, you can count on V Marchese Produce. Insist on the best. You can visit them at vmarchese.com. And by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow and Waukesha for weekly specials, and they do have specials, go to DiscountLiquorInc.com. Come here, I'm going to eat you! 
I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. You were going to make a comment, Craig? Yeah, no, I just... You're all about zucchini lately. Well, you know why? Is yeah, because, what's with the you know zucchini why? kick? Because people... It used to be jalapenos. Well, you can add those to, to just about anything. But the reason being is that because a lot of people have gardens. A lot of people have a lot of zucchinis that they don't know what to do with. And play guitar. Yeah, and they don't know what to do with them, right? So this is just another thing that you can do with something out of your garden. Now, well, if you do want to do healthy stuff, the new trend also is zucchini noodles, not... Yeah, I've got where that. You, the, the, the noodle maker where yeah. you put the zucchini through and it My son gave us one of those for Christmas, and my wife and I are still deciding if we want to use it or not. We haven't used it yet. Well, they say that it's it obviously is, is healthier because it's not carbohydrates, right. but you can make a lot of good uh, pasta salads out of it. With it, with, yeah. With the zucchini. Yeah. Well, that's one of those things that we got to, me and my wife got to test out. Maybe this week we'll test it out. Who knows? We'll give it a shot. <laughs> you know, we'll try it. Uh, Danny? <clears throat> Uh-oh. What do you got? Al Shook's on the line. Oh, hey, good. Our good friend right. Al Shook. Good morning, Al. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing today? Good. You uh, on your way someplace today? I am up in Stevens Point. Uh going to be judging dairy goats at the Wapaka County Fair today. So. Oh, really? You don't yeah. have to milk any, do you? I don't what? You don't have to milk any of those dairy no, goats, no, do I'm you? No, I'm judging. I don't <laughs> have to work today. No. But uh, I wanted to call and, and talk to you guys. Uh, it, on Tuesday in Waukesha is the first CDAC. It's the Citizen Deer Advisory Committee. Oh, yeah. yeah. For Waukesha, and that's going to determine... Uh, the first recommendation for either increase, decrease, or maintain the deer herd in Waukesha County. Mm-hmm. So if any of the listeners have interest in that, it's at the state office building on Tuesday night at 7 o'clock, right downtown in Waukesha, just across the river from uh, one of your wonderful sponsors. The yeah, right across from uh, 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 Discount, Discount Liquor. Liquor. Yeah. Yep, you bet. And uh, also wanted to remind everybody that the fun begins on Friday. We've got early teal, dove, and early goose opens up on Friday, and uh, it's the start of a it's the start of a great season, another great season in the state of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So, I wish I knew of a good place to go for dove. You know, um, the the DNR has a a link on their website called uh, it's FF Fields, mm-hmm. and it'll tell you where the state has hired people to plant sunflower or they have permission to let people come and dove hunt or, you know, any type of upland game. Okay. But, uh, they, they do have a map and locations for areas where you can dove hunt, and uh, it's, it's actually a pretty good site. I, I've used it a few times. I know enough farmers as it is, so I really don't have to get on public land too often, mm-hmm. you know, so... You know, it's but funny. It's like they're they're not the easiest bird to hit, but when you do get them, there's not a lot of meat on them. But you know what? They're really good. They're really oh, yes, tasty. They, yes, they are. They yeah. are very good. And mm-hmm. Like you said, it is difficult to get them, but uh, you know, if you sharpen up your skills before you start hunting, you 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 get a little bit better. Yeah. Well, what what I mean though is it's like it's kind of like with pigeons. It's pigeons can see you so far away. You know that. You really got to be stealthy to get them co- to come close to you. You know, same thing with doves. It's doves. It seems like they can just see you from a distance. You know, and it's amazing uh, how yeah. well they decoy. 
those uh, the doves will decoy to is that right artificials yeah yeah I went with a guy one time who had a great big bag of you know gray work socks you know like your dad used to wear all the time okay. had them all rolled up and I said what's he doing with these well he just laid them out in the field and when we got back 20 yards they actually looked like a bunch of doves sitting in the stubble so really. Yeah. Hey, what what about using sunflowers for decoys? Get those fake sunflowers and stick them all in the ground. <laughs> yeah, you, there's enough sunflower seeds and uh, and cut oats, oats and wheat. Now you don't, really don't have to do that. You don't. Know. Uh, you know, I think even artificial bait is illegal. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So, but yeah, it's uh, that's coming up. Yeah, when but socks are okay. Yeah, it's September first, right? Yep, starts yes. Friday. Everything opens at a half hour before sunrise except Teal. Teal on the first day opens at 9 o'clock, and that's to try and keep people from shooting wood ducks, mistaking them for Teal. Oh, okay. So, you know, they get that first morning and watching them all buzz around. It's a little bit of a problem. The Teal season is being discussed right now, and uh, if we have a Teal season in the future, I think the starting time is going to be consistent between dove, early goose, and teal, so we don't have people out in the fields not knowing what time it is to shoot whatever it is. So, hey, maybe you can give us an update, Al, on what's going on with what was it, Bill four seventeen or something, the one where they didn't want wardens, uh, you know, coming on the private property. What, whatever, whatever happened with that? It's still, it's still in committee. It hasn't received the date for a second hearing. They have to do a public if they want to do anything with it again in the assembly. They have to have a second public hearing. And that date has not been set because that would be the actual meeting where the committee would vote to advance or reject the idea. Let's hope it, they let's hope they just leave it by the wayside. It's not getting a lot of traction so far, yeah. but you know, you gotta keep an eye on these guys. Sometimes they'll they'll slip something in in a hurry and before you know it, here we are here we are. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, we just just keep an eye on it. I'm, I'm luckily I get sent notices on legislative activity every day. So well, I, I know I you'll keep. A, I know you'll keep us up to date. If we, if it comes up, I'll let you know because we're going to need help to knock it down if it does come up again. Right. So. Well, Mr. L. Shook, thanks for calling. Keep yeah, reminding us of stuff. Okay. Gentlemen, have a wonderful day. Yeah. Take it take it easy and see if you can't get out there and hook a couple of fish by the teeth and bring them in. All right. All right. Take thanks, care, Al. Al. Okay. Bye All now. Right. And we're going to go to the break right now, but we need a contestant to play in Hornschwaggle. And what Hornschwaggle is, is Danny's going to make three statements. You have to say whether they're a Hornschwaggle, which is BS, or if they're no Hornschwaggle, which means he's telling you the truth. And all you got to do is get two out of three correct, and you will win a very nice prize package from Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. So give us a call at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250 to be a contestant on Hornschwaggle. We'll be right back with more with Danny Bush, Tommy the True Neubauer, here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. On a long and lonesome highway East of Omaha You can listen to the engine Moaning out as one old song you can think about the woman or the girl you knew the night before. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply, Cutting Edge Outdoors, coming to you from the Bait Mate Fish Attractant Studios. And now we have our 
Hornswoggle segment here, and uh, basically I'm going to make three statements involving the great outdoors. And uh, if our lucky uh, contestant, if our contestant is lucky enough to get two out of three correct, they can win a prize package from Baitmate Fish Attractant Coleman Insect Repellents. Who is our lucky contestant, Greg? We have Dwayne from Sussex. Okay, hey Dwayne, how you doing? Good. Okay, so you know how this works. Yep. Uh, if I'm pulling your leg, you say hornswoggle. If if uh, it's uh, if I'm telling the truth, it's no hornswoggle. So here we go. We're going to get into the shooting sports here, Dwayne. Hunting's coming around the corner. I feel like pulling the trigger. So here we go. Okay, the world's record, uh, world's record bears. First of all, are measured by their skull measurements, and the world's record, uh, both. Polar bear and brown bear were both shot with the venerable 3006 round rifle. Hornschwaggle or no hornschwaggle? Um, Boy, that's a shot in the dark, huh? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, uh, no hornschwaggle. That's no hornswoggle, right? Oh. Uh, Roy Lindsay, I be- believe, uh, shot 1953. I think he worked for the Forest uh, Department up in Alaska. He was from California, and he he was actually collecting specimens. I think it's down in California uh, that that skull is. And then the uh, world's record polar bear was shot by a guy, a 180-grain bullet, uh, two shots to the chest, didn't do much to the polar bear, but the next one spined it and put it down. Oh. So here we go. <laughs> Okay, uh, <clears throat> Jack O'Connor, the world famous. Everybody, come on, Tom, you should have heard of Jack O'Connor. Do you read much, Tom? Jack O'Connor was perhaps the most renowned gun writer of this past century. Oh, yeah, that and, guy. And yeah. Hunter. That Jack Hunter. O'Connor, yeah. Yeah, that guy. Um, he, um, he had a favorite round, favorite rifle that he always espoused. And promoted the benefits of it being one of the finest big game cartridges. He was a big fan of the Winchester 243 round. Hornschwaggle or no Hornschwaggle? Wait, that's another shot in the dark. Come on, if you guys uh, know what's going on in the <coughs> shooting world, everybody uh, should know. I know a bunch of our listeners know this. Um, uh, I'm going to go with uh, no Hornschwaggle again. Now, that was a Hornschwaggle, the 270. Mm. The 270 was the round that he pushed, Tom. Come on. Okay, I have Tom no a hard clue. Time. I have Tom no clue. Tom doesn't read. I have no clue. Okay, here I, we me go. Me neither. All right, so you're one out of two, which tells me my uh, my college math education tells me that if you get the next one correct, you'll be two out of three. So here we go. Canadian Eugene Slingett once killed a lynx with a perfect shot to the head with a wrist rocket in British Columbia in 1968. Um, Another shot in the dark. He said Hornschwaggle. You are correct. Thank God you said Hornschwaggle. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Do you know what a wrist rocket is? There, yes. Yes, yeah. you do. We all had one as a kid. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll tell you a story about that one. Oh, okay. Good story. Okay. So, do you it, do you want something uh, insect repellent, DEET or DEETless? Um, I go with DEETless. Deetless, okay. So some deetless, and then what flavor bait mate fish attractant are you thinking um, for? Like what panfish, um, bass, walleye? Um, I'm gonna go with uh, 
I'll take the walleye. Walleye. Okay. Give it a couple of weeks. We'll get this out to them, and they should ship it to you. And uh, thanks for listening. All right. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks, All right, guys. Take care. See ya. Uh, speaking of wrist rockets, uh, a, a friend of mine sent me this uh, video that's on YouTube. If you want to see something, it's a uh, German uh, guy with wrist rocket hits it, gets hit in the head. Okay, the guy's showing this wrist rocket he made, a guy from Germany. He's speaking okay. English with an accent, right? Because he's, he's from sh- Germany. Yeah, and he's showing this, and, then he, and he's using 20-millimeter steel balls. And first he shoots at a, you know, he's uh, there's a, a wall, I don't know what it's made out of, and he shoots a bottle of water, okay, and then he shoots a, 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 some glass thing, okay, that's cool. And then he says, okay, now I'm going to do this champagne bottle. And and he's pulling this, I mean, there's a lot of force oh, in this. Oh, yeah. It hits this, that whatever this wall is made out of, whatever it hits, it goes through the glass, hits the wall, comes right back, hits him in the head, and the guy's bald, okay? Hits him in the head. Hits him right in his bald head. Right in the head, right above his forehead. He goes back. Whoever's <laughs> taping this keeps on taping. The blood is gushing out of this guy's head. He's got a hole in his head. The blood is just gushing out. His wife comes running over. Oh, my God, Henry, oh, whatever his name is. Yan, who? You know? And then she runs and gets a rag, and she's holding on his head. And the blood, if you Google that, I mean, look on YouTube. Oh, my God. Goodness, when I was watching it for the first time, when that when that twenty millimeter steel ball hit him, how in far a, was he? How far was the wall he, that it ricocheted back? Maybe from? only I don't know twenty thirty feet. But so, man, did it smack! What, what am I looking in? Thank God, uh, 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 German guy. Uh, let's see now. Thank uh, God, what Hans. do you call it? Wrist rocket. Uh, German God. guy gets hit in the head with wrist rocket with ball of wrist rocket or something like that thank god hans didn't get hit in the eye with that he would have lost an eye oh he oh without a doubt oh man that might have went right in his brain you know through the eye into the brain you, know, you gotta stress safety when using the old wrist rocket uh i would know it if i saw it greg maybe during a commercial break we'll look together do you remember the range of the wrist rocket tom I don't know the range, but in the back of the Outdoor far. Life magazines, they used to have those ads for the wrist rocket as a kid, and I think it said 225 yards. Now I don't know what that meant. Is that it would land 225 yards away, or you could kill a Tweety Bird? No, I think that yards would away. land. Probably yeah. land yeah. With, with a 20 millimeter, or with a taconite iron ore from the I railroad tracks, <laughs> I don't or know. a marble, a marble, whatever, a steely. But you know, you know when you. I mean, some guys are really good with those wrist rockets, you know, slingshots, in other words. I mean, they're really good. And guys hunt with them. Over in Europe, they'll hunt with those things, you know. I, I think there's people I here in America that I killed a pigeon with a wrist rocket once. Did you? Yeah. I felt yeah. bad, though. I, I, I whapped it, and I got it right in the chest. Yeah. And then uh, then when it was dead, I thought, I, I, I felt bad. I thought, why did I shoot that pigeon? I think we got callers all about wrist rockets calling in. Everybody now. out there had a wrist rocket. I think everybody. We even tried making our own. Remember? They, did you ever make try making your own? No, I wasn't. <laughs> listen, listen, I wasn't that here? stupid of a kid to make oh, my own. Um, you know what my dad did one time? Uh, I told him I wanted a slingshot. He took the elastic from his underwear <laughs> and put it attached it to a stick and gave it to me. Oh, and no, all the other kidding. kids laughed at me. I couldn't figure out why. Oh, that's funny. A fruit of the loom. You know, Greg, it wasn't a when, wrist rocket. That was a Greg. When you came up on that something. one where it said that you had it, because of the content, you had to go 
go in there or something. I think that's oh yeah, the sign in to confirm. Oh no, this is you got it, Greg. Psychologically scarred. It's a there, Greg's got it. It's a two minute video. Well, but you can fast forward it a little bit if you can, because first he shoots one thing, then he shoots. It's the third thing that he shoots. So if you fast forward it, Greg, you'll you'll see. Yeah, put that on so all our listeners can see yeah, that. Greg. Yeah. What did you uh, type in to find it? What did you type in? Uh, I just googled German guy. It gets hit in head with a slingshot. There you go. That's hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's all it took. Pretty much. That was the first thing that came up. Is that right? Yeah. It, it, well, Google finished probably, it for you. He's yeah. probably the only German guy that's ever been hit in the head with a slingshot. Yeah. Well, it shows him here, you know, hitting one thing, you know, okay, goes through the water. And now that they're showing the safety video to all school-aged German uh, school children, he'll be the last German guy to get ever hit in the head yeah. with a slingshot. Yeah, he, he thought he was making the world's best slingshot Don't let this happen to you. Next yeah. thing you'll see little kids out wearing motorcycle He's helmets. He's shooting, shooting against a concrete wall. Oh, is that what it is? <clears throat> it's a concrete wall? Oh! Oh, you just saw it. Wait a minute. Did you see it? And look at the blood flowing out of his head. Oh, my God. He's watching it. Look, look at the look on Greg's face. He's going, holy crap. He got uh, smacked there, didn't he? So, uh, yeah. basically, folks, what we're trying to tell you is if you're using a wrist rocket, uh, be careful. You don't want to get it... Uh, Coming back at you, bouncing off some kind of wall and coming back at you. Hey, while you're mindlessly talking anyway, about yeah, the slingshot sorry. with Greg, what do you, what do you got? we got um, Joel's been trying to call us about the. T he's got to go in the work right now. I just well, got the text because the line's ringing. And no, Greg it's can't not. Pick up because the line's not ringing. It's not ringing. No, there's one, nothing. There's four nothing. One four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Yeah, Joel's Joel, calling it's calling the four... wrong number. Sorry, I was going to blame yeah. Tom. No. Oh, now it's ringing, now but we have to go to break. He, uh, right oh, before the go break. break. Joel, we got to go to a break right now. So, well, how is he well to? we're going we're gonna to come back in just a few minutes, and we're going to talk about the three Charlie's Muskie Tournament on Pewaukee Lake that's coming up soon. Maybe we won't. He's walking into work. Oh, well, we'll talk about it. We can talk about it. I don't know nothing about it. Yeah, well, when, well, maybe we'll call one of the fine technicians out All of right. Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop. Well, let's get to break so he's not on hold forever. Yeah, okay. We'll be we're, we're gonna we're gonna go to a break. We're gonna come back with the second hour of power with Danny Bush and Tommy the True Newbauer. So stay tuned to one hey, that rhymed. So stay tuned to 105.7 FM, the Fan. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. <laughs> 